Welcome to Relevance for Today, a show where you will be encouraged, inspired, and fed through the Word of God. You will find relevant teachings, tips, discussions, interviews, and more for both believers and even non-believers who are considering salvation through Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode, another TV show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And today I've got something special I want to share. As you folks know, we've got over 200 episodes. They're not all linked together. They're separate series and things like that. So don't feel like you're going to be overwhelmed if this is your first time listening to me and you're thinking, oh my word, I got to go through 200 episodes. Nope. Separate episodes, separate series, things of that nature. So even though this is episode 204, I'm going to be redoing some things and hey, you never know. We might drop the 200 numbers and uh, go for separate series and episodes and things of that nature. But anyway, I want to jump right in with this one. I was thinking about different things. You know, what in the world could I talk about? What could I teach about? You know, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to share you know, praying and asking the Lord, because at the end of the day, I want to share what the Lord wants me to share. And so praying and asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me, and got all kinds of nuggets and didn't know where to begin and was sitting here recording some commercials and just like always, boom, started thinking about life, started thinking about what's going on in 2022, what's going on in the world, what's going on for the body of Christ what do we need to do as believers? Step up, step out. Just listen to an amazing sermon by Pastor Jensen Franklin. And it was about the end times in the end times. And he went through and I tell you what, Holy Spirit hit him hard because he started laying it out. He didn't care. He wasn't trying to offend anybody. He was trying to talk about the word of God. And of course, the word of God Dad blessed me with uh, one of his Bibles that he had. I love this Bible. It's got the clamps. If you're listening to this, it's an old Bible, and I love the brass clasps on it. He had it redone, and uh, he blessed me with it. So I'm excited to have that on the set. And uh, hey, word of God. But one thing that I love that Pastor Jensen Franklin said that I will never forget And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you shouldn't either. And that is my opinion doesn't matter. What matters is the word of God. So no matter what people are arguing about, no matter what the mainstream media is talking about or whatever it is, at the end of the day, it's not what Steve Lewis says, but I believe what this Bible says. And they're not fighting. The enemy is not fighting against us as followers of Jesus Christ. It's about the Bible. They're fighting the Bible and what the Bible says. So make sure you remember that. Don't take on too much, but at the same time, step up, step out, and get ready because it's time. Okay, so I'm going to jump right in. So here we go. Thinking about all these different things, thinking about 2022, thinking about what do we need to do as the body of believers. Yes, we're scattered. Yes, we've got too many denominations, but that's another subject that I plan on talking about Because can you imagine if the denominations were dropped off the door and all the extra stuff and the body of Christ could come together as one? 
united we would stand and divided, hey, we fall, right? We don't have a leg to stand on. But in this episode, I am going to be sharing the story about David and Goliath. Many of you know it. You remember it from being in children's church. You remember it reading it. You know, of course, you hear it in children's church, and then you actually read the actual account of David and Goliath. And it's always that moment of going, whoa, this is deeper, you know, and it is. And I encourage you to read the Word of God because that is where it's at. But I wanted to read in the, in the entirety of chapter 17. And the reason why is because of the times we're living in right now. Okay, so we're going to jump right in. And I encourage you all to read it for yourself. Not only read chapter 17, but also go through and read the entire book of Samuel. But we're going to jump right in once again. I don't want to get distracted. I want to get to the meat. And so here we go. Goliath challenges the Israelites. And so remember, keep in mind, we've got David, son of Jesse. There's a war going on. There's a Philistine giant. And the Philistines are working on attacking. And it's just craziness going on right now. But where we're going to start is because I've got a point to make out of all this. Because I want you to remember, thinking of this battle with the Philistines, I want you to think of the battle of good versus evil that's going on right now in this day and age and how there's a giant out there running his mouth and nobody's doing anything about it, so to speak, if you get what I'm saying. And of course, that giant is the way of the world today. The attacks on Christians, the attacks on the followers of Jesus Christ. But the main thing is the attack on the word of God, because just like Jesus said, and Jensen Franklin mentioned that, the word says, it wasn't what Steve Lewis said, Jesus said, but the word says, man cannot live on bread alone, but by this word. But the word says, and we have to remember that. So when we're challenged with different things and someone says, Steve, do you believe in the unborn child being born? I should be able to say yes, because the word says everybody has the right to live. All lives matter according to the word, right? Okay, so once again, let's get started. <laughs> Here we go. I'll end up on a rant and rave. Okay, so chapter 17, 1 Samuel chapter 17. The Philistines now mustered their army for battle and camped between Socho in Judah and Azekah at Ephus Damin. Saul countered by gathering his Israelite troops near the valley of Elah. So the Philistines and Israelites faced each other on opposite hills with the valley between them. Then Goliath, and here he is, Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet, and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. And now his bronze coat of mail, that's his armor. So that's what he was wearing. He had on 125 pounds. That's a grown man on top of him as armor. And it says he also wore bronze leg armor and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. And so the javelin, of course, was like a huge spear. And this thing was huge. The shaft of his spear was as heavy and thick as a weaver's beam. 
tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. That's just the spearhead. So that's three five-pound bags of sugar, folks. That's heavy. His armor bearer walked ahead of him, carrying a shield. Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight? He called. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send a man who will fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. And of course, who wouldn't be? I mean, we're talking about a nine-foot man. Okay, so obviously he was an ancestor to the giants, the Nephilim, but he was nine feet tall. We see Shaq and these guys are seven foot, and we're like, whoa, can you imagine an extra two feet on top of Shaq and some extra muscles and armor and a big spear? Yeah, of course they're afraid. So then it says, now David was the son of a man named Jesse, an Ephrathite from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. Jesse was an old man at that time, and he had eight sons. Jesse's three oldest sons, Eliab, Abinadab, and Shimea, had already joined Saul's army to fight the Philistines. David was the youngest son. David's three oldest brothers stayed with Saul's army, but David went back and forth so he could help his father with the sheep in Bethlehem. For 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion strutted in front of the Israelite army. So can you imagine that? And that, of course, we're talking about Goliath. So here he is, flaunting, strutting back and forth, pouring out fear by his words, rubbing it in their faces that he is so powerful that he can crush them. So here they are. They've got that hanging over their head. And we can relate to that today, the way the world's going, the way when a follower of Jesus Christ speaks up, people go crazy and go nuts and get upset because we speak up for an unborn child or whatever it may be, or because we speak up for marriage between a man and a woman, like the word of God says, you know? And so continuing on, one day Jesse said to David, take this basket of roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brother's. And give these ten cuts of cheese to their captain. See how your brothers are getting along and bring back a report on how they are doing. David's brothers were with Saul and the Israelite army at the Valley of Elah, fighting against the Philistines. So David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning with the gifts, as Jesse had directed him. He arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield, with shouts and battle cries. Soon the Israelites and Philistine forces stood facing each other, army against army. David left his things with the keeper of the supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was walking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his usual taunt to the army of Israel. And so this is the first time David has actually heard this Goliath guy yelling out obscenities at the Israelites. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Have you seen the giant? The men asked. He comes out each day to defy Israel. 
The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters for a wife, and the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. David asked the soldiers standing nearby, What will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? Wow, right there. David, you remember these passages right here, verse 26. So here comes David out of nowhere coming to deliver the food. Some uh, pastors will say, here comes the pizza delivery guy bringing bread and cheese. And so David's delivering that to the army. Here's Goliath yelling out these obscenities, and he's angry in the name of Jesus. He's angry in the name of the Lord, God Almighty. He's like, what in the world is going on, and who is this pagan Philistine that he's allowed to defy the armies of the living God? Who does he think he is? And he's standing because he knows who he is. And these men gave David the same reply. They said, yes, that is the reward for killing him. But when David's oldest brother Eliab heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway, he demanded. What about those few sheep you supposed to be watching and taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. What have I done now, David replied. I was only asking a question. He walked over to some others and asked them the same thing and received the same answer. Then David's question was reported to King Saul, and the king sent for him. And here it is, folks, verse 32. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul, and Saul's the king. I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and, a, and I rescue the lamb from its death. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. Man, bravery, huh? Boldness. David is the man. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and bear will rescue me from this Philistine. So Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet, and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off again. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. That's powerful. Right then and there, he knew who he was as a shepherd for the Lord. Taking care of those sheep, like he said, battling the bears, the lions, the animals that tried to take his sheep. He knew what he could use to kill those animals and get them away from his sheep. So, of course, he knows what he has in his hand already. And that's important. What has God equipped you with in the battle that you're in, right? 
What do you have already? Don't try to put on someone else's armor. Don't try to put on someone else's weapons. Use what God has for you. And of course, the Holy Spirit within you is all the power and strength you need and everything you need to get the job done. So now we've got David going over to battle. Here he goes. Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at the ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. David replied to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head, and then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. Yes, David, my man. <laughs> you imagine that? You know how it looks like in the books. There's this little 14-year-old. He looks like he's 14 years old. Some say he's 18, 19. But either way, it doesn't matter what age he is. Hey, God used him and gave him the strength to take out a nine-foot giant who defied the Lord, right? So here it goes. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with the sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. Boom. So he hit him so hard, they say it actually cracked his skull, indented his skull, caused and hit his brain. You might as well say the trauma hit his brain and knocked him out. Because David then, it says, David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah gave a great shout of triumph and rushed after the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron. And right there, the victory took place. And of course, David, hey, by the power of God, was able to take out this Philistine who was causing so much turmoil and chaos and just like I read in that verse earlier, it was incredible because he said, who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? See, David recognized Goliath was the enemy. He didn't sit back and say, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? What's going to happen now? I'll just go ahead and hide like the rest of the Israelite army. No, he knew who he was. He knew who God was because he's, you know, David was the writer of Psalms. He spent many days out there with the sheep, taking care of the sheep at night. You know, he was talking to the Lord. You know, he was spending time with the Lord, talking to the sheep, taking care of the sheep day and night, protecting the sheep. 
he lived a life pleasing to the Lord. So when he saw the enemy, he knew right then and there, not today, not today, not on my watch. What are you guys all afraid of? This nine foot guy, he's nothing. He's nothing. I've taken care of the bear. I've taken care of the lion. I've taken them out to protect the sheep. This is just a human running his mouth and not even worthy to breathe the air. Let's take him out. What are you guys waiting on? That David was ready. And that's the boldness that we need today. Not to harm anybody. I'm not talking about harming anybody. Don't take this the wrong way and think Steve Lewis just said on Relevance for Today that we need to all get slings and stones and start swinging them. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is the Word of God right here. We need to stand for the Word of God. We need to know who we are as followers of Jesus Christ. If you've asked Jesus Christ into your life as your Savior and Lord, you have the Holy Spirit within you. The power is there, right? That means you can call on the power of the Holy Spirit to get through anything you need to get through. You have that strength within you. You have giftings within you. You're a mighty man. You're a mighty woman. Chosen by God as a vessel to do kingdom work on this earth. Right? We're not called to get here just to get out of here. We're called when we were here as sinners and saved by the grace of God then we became a new creation, not to be called sinners anymore. And I know there's so many teachings out there that say we're all supposed to call ourselves sinners all the time, even after Jesus Christ died on the cross, raised from the dead, seated with the right hand of the Father, so the Holy Spirit could come down and be within us again, just like when Adam was on the earth just to turn around and call ourselves the same name that we were called before Jesus Christ came down and did what he did, that makes no sense to me. And you've all heard me talk about this before. You're not a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner. Then by the grace of God, you were saved. Right? You're redeemed. Made righteous. Now we're right standing with the Lord right standing with God in the heavenly places here on earth in the kingdom of God. That's where we are. We're seated at the right hand, right? If we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, temple of the Holy Spirit it can't be, you can't have God sitting in a sinner's temple. That makes no sense, right? Are we capable of sin? Yes, we're capable of falling and you repent from that. But at the same time, you don't call yourself a sinner now for the rest of your life because of what happened in the garden. Jesus came to repair the relationship, to open the door up for us so we could step into this new era that we're in. New bodies, right? New walk. Follower of Jesus Christ now. Not, oh, I'm just a sinner. My gosh, if you just keep saying that I'm just a sinner, what are you saying to the Lord? What are you saying to God who loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life, right? Remember, Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden because if they had stayed in that garden, 
and they ate from the tree of life, they would have lived forever as sinners. Because they sinned, they had to be removed from the garden. They couldn't stay there any longer. God knew that. He had to make a way for them to be redeemed, for us to be redeemed. So the process throughout the entire Bible, the Old Testament, the New Testament, everything, as you read the entire Bible and you see how everything comes together, knitted together, finally, and I'm on a rant, but you know what? This needs to be said. When you ask Jesus Christ into your life to be your Savior and the Lord, repent of your sin, you're a new creation. You're not, it doesn't say in the word, you're an old creation. Like he says, brothers, what must we do to be saved? He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, repent and be baptized. He didn't say, repent and be baptized and you will be a sinner continuously. No, he didn't say that. So remember that. So keep that in mind. And, you know, if you've got any questions, write them in the comments section. That's fine. I have no problem with that. But I just want to make sure you know who you are. David knew who he was when he went on that battlefield. He was a warrior for the Lord. Even the, the, the army didn't even know, right? Saul sitting back hiding in his tent. Saul's trying to pay somebody else to go do it. We have to remember who we are because there's a battle every day, right? Just like Paul says, crucify yourself daily because you don't want to fall into sin, because you want to stay focused on what God's called you to do, because you know the enemy's out there trying to steal, kill, and destroy. But we need to take charge. We need to stay focused. We need not to be afraid to say, I believe that all lives matter, right? Why are we afraid to say all lives matter? They really do. And why do they? Because the word of God says they do. Because it said God sent his son because he loved the world so much. Not that he loved part of the world. He loved the world so much that he gave. So if he's willing to get on the cross for us all, then I'm going to love all, right? At the end of the day, the judgment falls on God sitting there with that one individual. That's where the judgment takes place. It's not about me running around pointing the finger at everybody, but it's about me saying how I feel personally. I'm allowed to say marriage is between a man and a woman. I'm allowed to. The word of God says so, and I'm allowed to anyway. Everybody has their own opinion. Pastor Jensen Franklin was talking about that too. He's like, everybody can say what they want to say. You can believe that you want to eat your peanut butter and jelly sandwich upside down. I believe in it a different way, but I'm not going to slander you for it. You know, I believe in, hey, all children have the right to live. Don't beat me up for it, and I'm not going to beat you up as well. And, of course, that comes in with another area where if we're all on the same page as followers of Jesus Christ, we'll all be doing the same thing and giving the same message. So you won't have one person trying to harm another one in the name of Jesus. They'll get along with them and say, hey, we can agree to disagree, but here's where I stand and you can't sway me. The word of God says this, and that's what I'm going by. But I'm still going to love you just as much because it's not for me to judge you and condemn you to hell. 
God doesn't even condemn people to hell. We condemn ourselves to hell. There's so many teachings out there and beliefs and craziness that gets people so confused into thinking they can do this, they can do that. They can call themselves a sinner and be a Christian and follower of Jesus Christ, but yet they belittle the name of Jesus by saying, hey, even though the Holy Spirit's within me, I'm just a sinner. No, you're a new creation. And we have to keep that in mind. Um, I know I'm just going and going and going, but it's so important. Reading that about David and hearing about how strong David was and how courageous he was. And now in 2022, we're faced with all these different things. Christians are being muzzled. Christians are afraid to speak up. There's a line being drawn in the sand between true believers of Jesus Christ and ones who claim they're followers of Jesus Christ, but they just put their toe in the water or they're standing on the fence. The old saying, I'm on the fence about whether I should be a Christian or not. Well, you need to know that the enemy, Satan, owns the fence that you're standing on and you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. The end times are here, folks. You know it and I know it. We need to step up, stand up, be who God called us to be, have the same courageousness and strength and boldness that David had, and not be afraid to stand on the Word of God. And don't be afraid to say, hey, my opinion doesn't matter. I like that. When Pastor Jensen said that, I thought, that's brilliant. My Word doesn't matter. The Word of God matters. My opinion doesn't matter, but I believe what the Word of God says. And that's the way it is. If you know who Steve Lewis is, you'll know he believes in the Word of God and what it's inside of it. That's my spill. And I think I'm going to go ahead and shut the show down because I got my point across and then some. So I don't want to get on a rant and go crazy and have all kinds of good stuff going. But at the same time, things that are on my heart, hey, that's what it is. Relevance for today TV show. we got the podcast show. It's all about getting out there and, and sharing the Word of God, but also being truthful with you and sharing my heart. And I truly appreciate you being on the other end watching the show, and I want to encourage you to share the show with other people. Subscribe to the channel. Be great. Subscribe to kingdomcommunity.tv. That would be awesome. Or if you're listening to the podcast, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the different locations. And I'm touchable. That means if you write me, I will respond. I'm not one of these guys who thinks I'm all that in a bag of chips. I'm a regular guy, but at the same time, I love the Lord, and I truly believe in reaching people and reaching out to people. So write anytime, and uh, if, it's, if I'm not bogged down, I'll get to you right then and there. But either way, don't give up on me. Make some comments. Let's talk, or whatever it may be. And if you're standing on the fence, it's time to get off the fence, and it's time to focus on Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. Sound good? Hey, with that being said, let's go ahead and pray. So, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for the perfect example of David and how he stood up with boldness to battle against Goliath. Powerful message. Powerful passage of Scripture. We thank you for that. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to share this message today. I thank you for all my listeners. I thank you for all my watchers out there. I thank you for the blessings and being able to have my own TV show through kingdomcommunity.tv. Truly a blessing, as well as being on all the podcast apps. Very excited about what you're doing for me and through me, because it's not about me. It's about you. And I always want to point it in your direction, not at Steve Lewis, but at you. 
So I just ask that you watch over all my listeners and watchers out there. We pray for all of them to be safe and to get into the word and to come to know you in a better way, in a greater way as their Savior and Lord. And I thank you for all these things, and I pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the channels. Hey, keep in touch. I said it all already, so I'm not going to repeat it. Hey, God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Get in the Word and stay there. Take care of yourselves. Love you all. Peace.